Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Seg Station. It's the man that has a nickname, always allowed to say with no shame. Thursday, April 1st, April Fools 2021. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe, doing those April Fools jokes. Used to do a bunch of those, not anymore. MLB opening day, Smats is here. A lot to get into. Emergency pod, wild day. What's good, Smats? What's going on, everyone? It's Smats the Stats Kid. Happy opening day to everyone. I'm very excited. Unfortunately, some tough news uh, with the Mets. Not going to be able to play today or tomorrow. We'll get into it, but aside from that, it looks like just about everyone else is playing, and I'm excited to dive right into it. Just saw a home run. We're watching baseball. Unfortunately, it's not the Mets. A lot of stories to get into revolving baseball, particularly the Mets-Francisco Lindor deal. Obviously, their game getting postponed due to COVID issues, which at this point is kind of crazy to think about. We covered this basically a year ago, and here they are, the MLB dealing with COVID issues. It'll be interesting to have a conversation on the podcast today. A lot of other things going on in sports as well. Emergency podcast. Got the post out there. Showered up. Changed. Let the dog out. Went to work and had everything set up 35 minutes after I said Chewy was going to be here. Incredible. Much love to everybody that supports the podcast. Always follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station. And also got a live version up on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. Still got the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, and a few other platforms. Hopefully you get your podcast there. But right now it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk microphone. It's always direct. Time to reflect. Chew, glad you came through, brother. I was getting a pod in no matter what because a lot of crazy stuff going on in sports. And particularly, I woke up this morning. It was early morning because I get up mad early right now going back to work and saw the news on Francisco Lindor because I fell asleep kind of early. I was watching some of the NBA last night. Celtics, tough loss. But, uh, you know, woke up. I saw the Lindor deal. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I doubt Chewy saw this. He's probably sleeping. He's going to wake up tomorrow. It's going to be opening day of baseball, and he's going to see this deal. I can only imagine this dude's reaction because, like, I reacted a certain type of way when the Giants got Kenny G because I was so high on it. And you'd been sitting here telling me so much about Lindor. It was incredible. Um, before I get into the bad, because I do have some bad, let's get into the good. Smats. Um, obviously, they're not playing the game today, so there's going to be some bad to touch on. But Francisco Lindor, mm-hmm. 10 years from now, will still technically be a Met. You paid him $341 million, uh, which is Third most all-time in the MLB history. First all-time for a shortstop. Uh, I saw Dukes basically saying, you know, hopefully he performs up to that deal. I'm sure he will. Just incredible news for the Mets. Because I was watching the opening segment of the show I always watch. And they were talking Mets, bro. Mets opening segment. um, Buster only. Basically saying how, you know, the Mets are going to be having a really bright future. Basically because... They gone from 25% increase of payroll, uh, increased obviously spending and going out and getting guys like Lindor. And then obviously it starts from the top. And you've told me this from ever since we started potting. It's almost just good to see it obviously come to light. Um, Floor's all yours, brother. Uh, uh, incredible. Yeah, I mean, Literally it's certainly... Incredible. It was great to wake up and see that that was true this morning. It wasn't an April Fool's joke. Um it's great to see, like you said, uh, we got a new owner. He means business. He's backing it up now. You know, we got our big guy in Francisco Lindor. 11 years total because he's still signed for this year, too. Yeah. So, you know, $363 million later, I'm excited. He's uh, 
He's got the third most war since he joined the league uh, behind the two people who have been paid more than him, Mike Trout and Mookie Betts. Yep. Uh, switch hitting shortstop with Pop, an unbelievable fielder. He's fast. He's got the charisma for New York. He's going to get a, He's going to be on all the tabloids. It's going to be great. I'm I'm so happy. Yeah. Uh, I had gone to bed early last night, um, and my mom was up late, and she ended up coming in. I was half asleep, and she told me I thought it was like half a dream. And when I woke up at like, I don't know, five in the morning to go to the bathroom, I was uh, I checked my phone after, and I was literally laying in bed with just a massive smile on my face for a long time. And it's awesome. It's great to see. Uh, still getting used to this with the Mets because we don't do this. So Yeah, and I it's think awesome. it's just more around, like, your pitching is elite. The mm-hmm. team is built to win, and it really wasn't a problem before, or it was a problem before because you weren't going out and spending money. I mean, like, that's been the knock on the, the Mets and their mm-hmm. organization, and now that it's kind of coming to fruition with bringing in more pieces and the team is actually talked about in the media, sports media all around as like what could be a good team, a contender, all that. I think it's great, obviously. But then to, I'm not even going to lie to you, man. You know how I feel about baseball, but this is for real. Uh, when you hit me up and go, oh man, game's canceled today because of COVID, I literally was kind of pissed off. Not going to lie. Because as much as I would probably come home and flip through some of the NBA and blah, blah, blah. Like, I was planning on watching a little bit of the game. Um, and then to hear that it was COVID, and then to hear this this morning before. I, I have this recording. Bef- I took this. Before you told me that the game was postponed. I just need you to hear this for a second. Listen to this. That not only has gotten everybody's attention media-wise, but it also has reached the White House. So President Joe Biden was a guest uh, with Sage Steele on the 11 o'clock Sports Center. Uh, last night, and he was asked what he thinks of the Rangers deciding to have full capacity on Monday for their home opener. That's a decision they made. I think it's a mistake. They should listen to Dr. Fauci and the scientists and the experts. Um, and, uh, but uh, I think that's not responsible. Let me pause this for a second. I need to finish this. I just first need to say, isn't it wild to think about the president prior to this man was never in the headlines for anything other than like tweeting and doing dumb shit. Like this is the first time in about five years we were able to have a president come out and make a statement during a clearly unprecedented time in this country that actually made sense and was like good to hear. It felt Isn't that incredible? It felt great. Really. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. But here's my issue. Mm-hmm. MLB botches this. Listen to this. This is your boy Buster only. No straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's make that uh, straight talk. So, Buster, your thoughts on not only what the president this is important. reaction, which I think we all have the same reaction, but also on the Rangers deciding to do this on Monday. Yeah, and it's what uh, President Biden said is what a lot of executives with other teams are saying. Like, really? They've got some teams, like here in Washington, they're going to have 5,000 people in the park tonight, 12% capacity, and the Rangers are going full capacity. And they implicitly acknowledge the fact that maybe they're not entirely comfortable with it because after opening day, they're going to invoke some social distancing rules. <laughs> so it's it's you kind of scratch your head and say, wait a second, the social distancing rules are important for games two and three, but not one. It doesn't make any sense, and it makes people in baseball uncomfortable that the Rangers could be fostering a dangerous event. Listen to me, bro. I said this this morning. Do you see, and you said, oh, it's Texas. Do you see NBA teams fully packed stadiums? No. no. 
This is an MLB problem, a Rob Manfred problem, where you need to step in and be like, no, dude, you're not allowed to have 100% capacity. I don't care what your state says. You're not seeing this from other sports teams in this state. That's crazy to me. And we saw this going back to college football and stuff where I thought stadiums were way overpacked back when COVID was way worse and people weren't vaccinated. But this right here is a clear example to me of why the MLB and why Rob Manfred, it, it shouldn't be an excuse this long into COVID that COVID is why you can't have a game when you're just starting out a seat. Like you're, it's opening day and you're going to announce that you can't play a game because of COVID. That is such a bad look on the MLB. That should be a forfeit. I think it should be a forfeit, 100%. Forfeit the game. Like, what are you talking about? And then you're going to have a team in your league saying they're going to have 100% capacity at their opening day, but then also mention that they're going to have social distancing measures. Like, here's the thing. I think you told me, like, mid-April, 80% of the league might be vaccinated. This is going to be a conversation we're going to have after this. But what, till you get to that point, why weren't the proper things taken when you're trying to have baseball games? Like, you're leading up to baseball, like, you're not testing like the NBA and these other, like, I just don't, it's just, I don't understand it, bro. Yeah. How many games got postponed today? Just the Mets? Just the one. because That's the unreal. The Nationals had, news came out yesterday that they had one positive COVID test and four people were deemed close contact, so obviously they were taken away, and apparently there was one more positive test today. So to be safe, they closed it down, which is obviously good in the grand scheme of things. You don't want another outbreak like we've seen in the past, but of course it's very, it's, uh, you know disheartening to see especially on opening day of all days it's kind of pathetic but um i there is news from jeff passan that um teams are pushing very hard for mid-april to hit the 85 percent team vaccination threshold obviously it's up to each individual whether they want to get a vaccine or not but if you hit 85 percent of the team and organization vaccinated they loosen the protocols a little bit because people are vaccinated so hopefully that's something that could be positive but it's also you bring that in we still had to deal with this today, and it's tough. Their game is canceled tomorrow. They're scheduled to have their opening day on Saturday as of now, but you have to see how it goes. It, it just it, it sucks, especially first day. I mean, especially if you think about the last day of the season last year, we had a COVID problem too, and then the first day of the season this year, we have a COVID problem. Didn't have a single problem throughout the whole spring training, and all of a sudden this happens. I mean, I'm not sure if they weren't following protocol, if, you know, people were supposed to be enforcing it or too lax, but it's just obviously extremely disheartening to see. See, here's where I'm, like, messed up on this, bro. Because a year ago, literally more, this was a problem. The pandemic. COVID. And here we are, heading into now a new MLB season. And they can't get it right. They got it wrong. Like, they, you had it... You, at least when all these other leagues launched, they got a game, a game in everybody. Like, yeah. no, seriously, this is, you can't, it's, it's actually crazy to me mm -hmm. that this happened Me too. because the pandemic has been going on for a minute, man. And here's my thing. I need to ask you this before we break. And I know we're watching baseball and there's a bunch of other stuff that I want to touch on. It's going to be tough because I haven't really organized it, but I got wild notes. You know me, I'm a psycho. Here's the thing, brother. My boss asked me this the other day. I'm not, I'm not saying I haven't thought about this. But he was like, oh, you get your appointment to get vaccinated? They moved it up. I thought you told me it was in April. 
I'm not in a rush to get this thing, man. But at the same time, when he asked me, I didn't really know. I didn't really know how to respond yet because I didn't want to be like that guy that was like, nah, nah, I'm not getting it. But I'm, I'm pretty sure like I'm not going to be getting it like right away just because I haven't been sick. I don't think. And I am like super sketched out where I'm still doing the whole wash my hand a hundred times a day, like grabbing doorknobs and shit with my clothes. Like I guess Duke was talking about it today. I think it's a very interesting conversation because how many people are going to get vaccinated in sports? It's going to be, we talked about this on the podcast, but it's actually crazy to me, dude, because if, if I don't get a vaccine, like, am I looked at as like a bad person? And also, let me also say this. If I don't get a vaccine, I can't go to a sports game unless I get a negative test that says that I have a negative. That makes sense. But also, it doesn't, Duke was like talking about how it, they, they'll never be able to, it can't be a requirement. I've talked to my uncle about this who's in healthcare. It can't be a requirement. And I just don't want it to be this thing where like if you don't have the vaccine, you're a bad like you're a bad person and you're not scared about the virus cuz I don't think that's the case. And I think that's what it's turning into, man. And it's also going to be this interesting contrast in sports when you're telling me 85% of the league is supposed to be vaccinated by mid-April because I'd ask the question, out of those 85% projected, are all those people going to want to get the vaccine? And I'm not knocking anybody that wants to get the vaccine. I'm not knocking anybody that doesn't want to get get the vaccine. I'm just more saying that's what I'm seeing people doing. Like Many people ask me about it and I, I've just been like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like when, like when, like, I don't know. I don't want to like be like weird about it, but at the same time, like plenty, I know plenty of people have gotten it. My own dad got it. And like, I don't know, man. I think it's just so interesting. Cause like we were talking about in the group chat today. I think Duke brings up really good points. Like rich got his appointment. Like he's saying like, bro, you're not going to want to go to a sports game, but I get it. Like if you're going to want to do that stuff on a regular and like, do that stuff, feeling a lot safer, you should probably have the vaccine. But, like, I think Duke makes a good point, too. If you're being healthy and safe and following all the rules and protocols, still wearing a mask, trying to socially distance, not doing the things where you're going out in large gatherings, then, dude, I don't think you need the vaccine. I really don't. I think it's a thing where you have to have your opinion on it. And people need to respect that. But I do think it's turning into this thing where, like, if you don't get it, you're like, you're like, oh man, like that's why, like, why aren't you getting it? And it's like, dude, what do you mean? Like, I've never got a flu shot. I've literally never had a flu shot in my life. Now you're telling me I need to get a vaccine. I've talked about this plenty of times, bro. And I knew this was going to be a thing because of how much we covered this and how serious the virus is. And I'm seeing it more in sports now, bro, where like some athletes are getting vaccinated. Are all athletes going to get vaccinated? No. Does that make... Does that make that athlete a bad person? No. no. But like, no, it's, that's not how it should be viewed either. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions, whether you want to get the vaccination or not, and you shouldn't feel any outside pressure from other people to get it. You should go with what you believe. My own personal opinion, I want to get vaccinated. We can sign up today, people in our age group. Yeah. I've been looking to try to sign up. There's nowhere even close to us right now, so I'm going to wait a little bit until more vaccinations come in, yeah. and I can sign up and do that. Yep. It. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Each... each their own with that but i don't know i think it's another great tool 
to help combat this virus. And I think it's a great idea for people to get it. I know people are skeptical on it, but yeah, they have been researching on this vaccine since 2002. It's just a mutation of the COVID SARS virus. So... Yeah, but, and, and, and I, dude, and I totally, dude, I'm not knocking that at all. Yeah. I'm more just saying like, okay, you, you and Rich get the vaccine, me and Duke not. Like, do you guys look at us any differently? Like, like, I don't think you do, but like, I think some people do. Do you know what I'm saying though? Like, if I go say that to my employer or to people at my work, do you like, they're like, oh man, like this kid doesn't have the vaccine. It's like, bro, like you don't know how I'm living. Like, they probably think I'm out doing crazy shit. Bro, there are people out doing crazy shit Mm -hmm. that aren't going to get the vaccine. Yeah, there's always going to be people. So, you know what I'm saying, man? It's just whole thing where I'm like... I think this is a good way to look at it, though. And this is how I've been doing it. Not just with this, but kind of in my own life recently. You really need to start looking out for you and what you think is best. In my own opinion, I think it's best that I'm vaccinated. I work at an extremely busy restaurant in the summer. I agree. I work through all that. You know, you work at the golf course. In my own opinion, I think it's safe for me and others... If I'm vaccinated, I have a lot of people that yeah, I care I agree. about that are older and stuff absolutely. like that. Absolutely. That's my opinion. Yeah, you're around. Think, yeah, absolutely. any less of anyone who nah, doesn't want to get the yeah. vaccine, that they're entitled to their own opinions and they can do what they want. And I think that's the viewpoint people need to have. It's not something either if someone says anything. I'm just trying to under yourself, whole, you know? I'm just Yeah, no, and I completely agree. And I think mm-hmm. the sports world is wild, dude. And it's like the, all, having sports takes and stuff. It's like if you... It nowadays with like this social media pop and everything, it's like if you disagree with someone, it's like you're hating on him and you're a bad person. Like you can't even have my, it. My, That's where it's messed up my for me, dude. Sean has a great opinion on that with social media, and people take tweets and all that to be law, like written word, written statements, and you know half the time it's banter, especially on Twitter when you know you're trying to have a conversation about sports with people. People's opinions can change with that too. It's just yeah. such a. It's such a tough world to have a discussion with the whole world because everyone thinks they're right, especially on social media. I just want to know, like, if you get the vaccine completely mm-hmm. yep. and I don't, can I, can I give you it if I had it? If you have the vaccine? No, right? No, but... So I can then only be giving it to people that decided not to either go get the vaccine, like I did, and risk getting it, knowing that they didn't get the vaccine, Right? Or, like, I'm just trying to figure... Do you know what I'm saying, though? For me, I'm trying... Like, for me, I'm trying to figure it out from, like, that perspective. Like, for, like, when I'm telling people, like, nah, I don't think I'm... Like, I don't know, man. I just... It just seems to be this whole thing, and I get where Duke's coming from, and... And I'm just seeing more and more of it, dude. Because, like, yeah, dude, more people are able to get it now. Like, you and me. We talked about it on this pod. Like, how long is it going to be until we get it, dude? Here we are. April 1st, 2021. It's actually crazy to me how time goes mm-hmm. and like things kind of go by and like sports go by and like all these news, sports news and regular news come out. I mean, you got league, uh, weed legal in New York now, just out of nowhere, like two days ago. It's like, what? Like, like what? You know what I'm saying though? It's actually wild when you like cover the sports and whatever. Obviously the other news comes in like I do the amount of stuff, dude, like, that's why I was coming in for an emergency pod, because I'm like, bro, if I wait till Monday, I'm going to have a four-hour long pod, because of how much happens. It's just, it's honestly been messing me up, dude, because I don't even know where I'm at with it. Like, it's actually wild to me, bro. And, like, I like I can get where Duke's coming from, but I also would say to Duke, like, bro, you're around your parent, bro. Like, I'm not around, dude, I'm around nobody, bro. Am I going to give it to my dog? My, like, I'm by myself, bro. And everyone else that I was scared to give it to is no longer around, brother. 
And it's like weird, but that's the only reason I would be getting it. I felt like is because, like you said, because I could give it to other people I was scared to give it to. It's, it's actually wild to me, bro. And I like, when I have my free time, I try and like pod because I used to go see my grandparents. I used to do other things like see my neighbor that I don't like the amount of stories that come up and then everything that's happened with the COVID while I've been potting. It's honestly like a lot for me sometimes, brother. And, uh, I don't know. I hope baseball gets right. I hope everybody figures their own thing out. Like you said, cause it's everyone. That's the thing. It's everyone's own thing. I just been getting real worried, man. Cause it's like, I don't know. I feel like you shouldn't be looked at. <laughs> like, is that going to be like the first type of, like, I feel like that's going to be, you go for a new job, bro. That's going to be the first question at the interview. You get the vaccine <laughs> straight up yeah, though. Could be. <laughs> and it's like, what? It's actually wild, bro. Because <laughs> I think Duke makes a good point. Like, bro, I've never gotten a flu shot. <laughs> It's like, you, this thing's going to mutate, right? Like, how you're going to have to get the vaccine in another mu- form? Like, you're going to have to get it a bunch of times? Like, bro, I've not got, done any of that. So, like, I don't know. It's just, like, weird for me. And I don't work, I don't think I work at a place that requires it. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. The only thing I think of, like, when we talk about it with the flu and comparing it and stuff is... They Do you understand complete, where I'm calling yeah, from, but though? they're completely different because COVID has, like, long-term lasting effects. And, you know, you can fuck up your lungs and stuff with it, too. So that's yeah. something that it worries me for the future. For that's sure. That's one of the reasons why I would like to be vaccinated, so... No, dude, you make great points. <laughs> I'm not... Dude, I'm... No, I know, I know. I'm just... I think getting the vaccine that. is a great thing. I'm just trying to say... <laughs> even if I uh, decide to get it... Like people that don't get it, that you know, you shouldn't be knocking on them, bro. Like, to each their own. Like, yeah, I said. dude. There's gonna. Will you knock it off? What's up? Callie botching up the pot. I also got she a fear to get her too. Opinion in, so. Well, also, I think she sees my neighbor who has a dog. She's crazy. That's actually funny though. It's been a wild pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's take that break, because unless you're gonna cover some more MLB, I'm sure you'll say something on the way out. I did want to get through my sports. Uh, reads and I got a good instrumental today, so we'll be right back in the Segi station. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Segi station is brought to you by Callie's Love. A man's best friend is his dog. Shout the rescue much to many, but a life-saving companion to me. To me, not to promote true home happiness in a household by a loving companion of a pet, especially at a time like this during my podcast. Get yourself a little pet friend like mine at your local animal shelter, Pounder Nursery. Save their life and they just might save yours. Now it's time for your sports center update. JJ Redick yet to report to the Mavs after trade from the Pelicans on his podcast, expressed frustration with David Griffin not trading him to the Northeast after also discussing potentially a buyout. Not looking good for my talks for JJ Redick on the Mavs. John Mara says, quote, I'm tired of losing. And expects wins after spending more than $100 million guaranteed this offseason. Yeah, so do we all. Shea Gilter, Sire Alexander to miss at least a couple more weeks dealing with plantar fasciitis in his right foot. Also, a significant amount of Thunder players and staff were given their first COVID-19 dose. 
Colt McCoy, one-year deal with the Cardinals. He will back up Kyler Murray this year. Shaka Smart named the new head coach at Marquette. And as I mentioned before, you'll have 2,000 players expected to enter the transfers portal, including Tanner and Jacob Groves, the most recent phenomenons at Northeastern. Here's a pretty scary one, Chew. Utah Jazz charter flight to Memphis Tuesday night was forced to make an emergency landing after striking a flock of birds shortly after takeoff. They landed in Salt Lake City, and a lot of the guys coming out with some comments and quotes that are not great. That's scary. Have you ever been on a plane that had to make an emergency landing? I have, and that is so scary. It is literally bad turbulence, but not emergency. I literally, we. It was one of the most scary things that ever happened in my life. Uh, UConn sophomore guard James Buchnight. Number 18 in ESPN's top 100 of best available players is entering the 2020 NBA Draft, which will be held on July 29th. Burt Smith, he was stretchered off after collapsing on the court early in the first half of the USC Zags men's league game, which was a little scary, uh, but he's apparently doing okay. Brooks Kepka says he's, quote, busy as hell trying to recover from surgery on his knee. Uh, I'm not sure how you're busy when you're trying to recover from surgery. Lights, cam, action, Chew. Cam Newton's new sit-down digital series podcast, Sip and Smoke. Atlanta-based focusing on black culture. Got to shout him out because he's got smoke in his just like mine. So I love, uh, we'll have to see how Cam's new podcast is. Paige Beckers named AP Player of the Year, National Player of the Year. She becomes the first freshman women's player to do so, joining Zion, Kevin Durant, and Anthony Davis on the men's side. Wild. Paige Beckers is a baller. Uh, NCAA also Supreme Court questions the validity of amateurism and NCAA's business model, but expresses concerns about a slippery slope as the Supreme Court is looking over the NCAA business model currently. Wide receiver Tyler Lockett agreed to a four-year, 69.237 million guaranteed to remain with the Seahawks. Finally, Tiger Woods crash cause won't be revealed la county sheriff says detectives have determined the cause of tiger woods suv crash but won't be revealed for covid privacy or for privacy concerns not covid just been talking a bunch of covid today so got that on my mind tune back in next segment here actually that's also why when i saw that too like all the talks on tiger woods like uh obviously i wanted to maybe hear what happened and why and we're not gonna know um also, just this thing that I've been thinking a bunch about with the Masters coming up, and like obviously we're going to be watching the Masters coming up. If you're a golf guy or if you're a fan at all of sports, I think you should be watching the Masters too. Um, just knowing that Tiger Woods is probably never going to be playing another Masters again, uh, it's yeah, that's just wild. Like it, you go from this dude literally a month ago was playing golf or whatever it was, and now he's probably never playing golf again. It's just crazy, bro. Like, anything can happen at any point. Like, you are at the highest point. I know. You're a professional golfer, and then you go from that to you might never be heard from on that stage again. It's actually wild when you put some of that stuff into perspective. It's awful. I mean, I just wish him peace with, I mean, he's had a tough last 15 years, really. Yeah. Uh, He had a great bounce back and stuff like that, but a tragedy like this to happen to potentially have golf taken away from you, I mean... Even once he's done playing on the PGA Tour, golf is always going to be therapy for him. So, you know, I hope he can get out there and, you know, play the game he loves and, you know, teach his son a little bit more and stuff like that for, you know, his own well-being. It's tough if he never plays in a Masters again or, you know, gets back to what it is. But, yeah, 
at least he has his son because I think that's going to help him a lot with this journey. Yeah, for sure. But it, it, it's just like crazy because, and I'm not even just talking Tiger Woods here. I'm talking anybody. How mm-hmm. this could anything like this could happen to anybody? Where like you could be like you like your job, like everything you got going on, and like something happens, you can't work anymore. Like whatever. Like it's just like you just become like a ghost. Like when you have an, in, you know, like it's just like kind of it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh. I don't know, just sad, bro. It, it is sad. You it's see so many sad that, things. I do have bro. a shout out, an MLB shout out. Um, Matt Harvey, former Met great, um, pitched his till his body broke down for the Mets. He's not the same pitcher anymore. He's had a tough road since. He made the Baltimore Orioles uh, starting rotation to start the season. He's their number two starter. So I wish him luck because it's something similar, kind of like that when you're on the the highest of highs and your body breaks down on you. Yes, different situations, but you become forgot about you're an afterthought and stuff like that. So wish nothing but the best for both of them. Yeah. I've also just been seeing more and more of, uh, people, um, talking, like trying to get more positivity to like people doing things that they think are great. Like you just see so many people hating on everything, man. And so I've just been talking about it so much on my pod and it's like, everyone's just like slandering on Tiger Wood. It's like, dude, the dude just might've lost his career. Like chill. Like, and it does, it's crazy because you're not going to know what happened. And I think that, like, even for guys like me that were Tiger Woods fans, like, I just at least wanted to know. Like, you're not going to know unless Tiger Woods lets you know, which he might somewhere down the line, right? I mean, that's the, yeah, but he's never been like that. So, yeah, it's the thing. It's like, you're never going to know. It's kind of, it's, that's the thing. It's just, I've been hearing a bunch about it. It's, it's, you can take so many different stories on it. Like Deshaun Watson, for example, like, it's all this stuff that you hear that's so good publicly about an athlete, Tiger Woods, right? We've seen some bad stuff come out on Tiger Woods, yeah, public, public life. Scenes, you never, you never hear it unless it actually comes out. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know. And then that's what's the most wild for me because, like, that's for athletes, bro. And that's never covered for the normal people like you and me, bro. The normal people that you see, like, every day in your life, bro. That aren't that aren't getting that type of coverage. Like, they could be having all that same stuff happen to them. No one talks about it like that. It's just wild. Like, nobody would be saying anything about a car crash that I saw on the way home today that had me late getting home about a random dude that might have fucking had the same thing happen to Tiger and might never be able to play with his kid again. Whatever. Like, it's just, that's what's wild to me. Like, you get put back into that category. Went from being a professional to, like, just some other guy until you could get back to that level. If you can. Like, it's actually wild. It's like when you're injured in sports. What, a dinger? Uh, State fair. There? Dude, this is another one for me. Uh, Roy Williams. Saw him retiring today. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine college basketball without Roy, Roy Williams. Williams. I know he's not dead, but, like, just him not yeah. there. And it's, it's even when people die. Moon, yeah. It was, I was thinking on the way home. Like, that's where I get messed up for me. Because I just couldn't imagine life without my mom. And I've been living it every day for over three years. It's just messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't get over that fact. I've been still struggling to deal with that. I see stuff like that, and I'm like, dude. And I see stuff like LeBron and Russ and all these guys, Steph Curry, over 30. How long are they going to be playing? Another 10 years? No. Like, some of these guys are going to be out of the years, out of the league within five years. That blows my mind. That makes me feel stupid old. That it just... It just makes me all messed up, dude, how how fast time goes by. Because you see some people that are out doing all these great things, right? Great things, quote-unquote getting married, having kids, blah, blah, blah. It's not that we're not doing great things, bro. I've been seeing a bunch of stuff on this. Like, that's where it's just like, it's crazy, bro. It, you have hey, to be to this state. You path. know what I'm saying? Yeah, everyone's got their it's own like, path. It's like, 
I just been seeing so much knock, bro. I've been trying to get around more positive energy because it's like, I've been feeling it about like, dude, what am I doing? I'm just some random dude doing it. It's like, nah, dude, I like what I'm doing. Nah, and like some I'm people me. like listening I'm to my podcast. You know what I'm saying though? That's right. It's like, you don't always have to be at this standard where like, oh shit, dude. I, you know, like I really hope this person really think like it's, dude, I don't know, man. And I see just so much of that now. I, yeah, Not only I'm in sports. Learn, the more you care about what other people think, you've already lost. Well, the and reason why I brought this up, big. and there's other things I want to get into too, and I know we got to get some MLB uh, predictions that I haven't gotten out of you before we get out of here, so we got some more stuff to cover. But it's like I saw with Russell Westbrook and Stephen A. Smith. And I've been covering so much Russell Westbrook on my podcast, and I've loved Stephen A. Smith from the second I've been following sports media, sports talk. But I got to get in on my dude for a second because Stephen A. Smith has gotten to a point with me where it's like, and I've called this man, i personally called this man and to- told him I've disagreed with one of his takes and he came back at me like, oh, how would you know? And I got to tell him that my mom fucking passed away and he apologized. So let me just say to Stephen A, if he'll ever hear this po- on my podcast, bro, not everybody that disagrees with you or if you disagree with them, their opinion is blasphemy or messed up or all this crazy shit where you're screaming off the top of your lungs for five minutes, I can't even watch the man anymore, dude. Because he he'll go in on someone, even if even if he might be making some good points. Anyone else coming at him is is so wrong, and he's screaming and unreal. And I'm like, well, that's dude, bit. yeah, that's his. Bit. Some people though, it, it's turned like this always. Like I've watched plenty of sports people where you can have a disagreement is cool. Like. I've been watching a lot of Wiley and Acho, which I hear a lot of people hate on. I'm like, dude, that's one of the best ones because I hear them having disagreements and it's not freaking screaming and getting out of whack. Them just trying to make their point and whatever. Then they take a break. Like it's too much of this hate and you got to find more people that support you. Like Russell Westbrook's wife coming back at Stephen A. Cause it's like, bro, what Nina Westbrook? It's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, like. This dude, and I've been seeing it more and more on Russ. It's like, oh, if he doesn't win a championship, it's like he's not a he's not a great player. He's not. It's like that's so out of whack for me. Like I saw the quotes from Russ too. Like, stop talking shit, bro. And number two, like I made it to the NBA. I am a role model for a lot of people, he, including he, myself. Made me so happy he gives me inspiration to move so on happy. and, and want to keep being a fucking baller and going hard. Like you see, he's dunking on Bismack and going for fucking. NBA history nights. It don't matter if he gets a ring, bro. He's one of the best players I've ever seen with my own eyes all time. Mm-hmm. Don't matter to me. I, I 100% agree. And I think he hit the nail on the head when, you know, he said, I already won. I, I made it to the NBA. I, I'm living out my dream right now. I'm an inspiration to people. I'm a role model. It's beautiful to see. And, you know, he knows the bigger picture and he doesn't care. That's why I love Russ. Um, you know, why not? It's great. What he's doing at his age, too, with the athleticism we've never seen before. And I think that's... From a guy that small, we've never really seen before for his body to hold up this long. Like, people just need to appreciate it, you know? Yeah. And everyone gets so drawn in with the how many rings do you have argument and all that. And, like, honestly, majority of people don't get rings. So, like, it's something that people need to stop using as, like, a, you know, it's just annoying to use in every single argument whether a player is good or not or whether it, what his legacy no, is. No, I oh, agree. He never had a ring, all that. Like, I get it, but also it's appreciate them for who they are. Like, the I saw Steve. Were put in, yeah, I saw Stephen A's response to this, too. He and didn't it's like. You want to leave OKC. You yeah. wanted to stay there and still try to win. Like, you have to respect those certain aspects and how these people go about their business. And 
Yeah, just That's a few other quick uh, updates on the NBA, and then I got a couple NFL, and I do have some baseball notes. Um, so the NBA play-in begins May 18th, so we're coming up on like the last full month of the regular NBA season. Uh, said this a bunch of times on my pod, like Drummond coming back. It was a freak incident, but he got hurt. So like Lakers are in trouble. Saw the Celtics lose last night. They're they're in trouble. Uh, play-in tournament it might feature a team like the Celtics. I don't think it'll feature the Lakers, but it could. The standings are tight. You go check them out. Saw that the Nets are technically, uh, which they have wrong right now because they said they have sole possession of East. They might have had it last night, but they don't have it right now. They're tied technically. Uh, I think they are playing tonight with the Sixers. Um, But if they win and obviously the Sixers lose, I think they're on a two-game win streak. Sixers on a two-game lose streak. I think Joel Embiid's expected back soon. Uh, the Nets will be in sole possession of first place in the East f- through multiple games of the season through the first time for the first time I'm sorry since 2003, wow. which was J Kid, early J Rich. Mm-hmm. Go check that up. Yep. Um, actually wild, but we'll see what is good with the Nets come postseason time. But clearly a team that's legit and at the top of the East mm-hmm. in the standings if they can get their postseason time then it'll be really interesting bringing back kate whatever it's gonna be nba is gonna be great to follow uh just an update on the rookie mvp ladder to uh tyrese halliburton oh yeah uh he's leading right now according to the nba which is definitely good I mean, shout out for rich um yeah rich said a couple weeks and nba has been fired i'm watching mad nba i'm watching mlb today but i'll be watching more of the nba for sure zion he's been up on Shaq's record there's a lot of good stuff to get to in the nba We'll get to that another day because I got some NFL that I wanted to touch on with you, too, for sure. Yep. Um, curious on your take uh the extra game uh, that the NFL instituted literally this past week. Took out a preseason game. Um, so when you look at it, uh, there was 16-4, now it's 17-3, so they stayed in the 20-game range. But obviously a regular season game is different than a preseason game. Let's not be kidding ourselves here. So it's going to be different on running backs, linemen, quarterbacks not as much you know you get it it's gonna not affect kickers but like it's gonna affect some of these players some of these teams um no longer possible to get a seven and nine record also which is just an end of an era uh this is going back to like it's the longest change yeah a long time for the nfl one of the longest changes uh just curious on what you think of this because i just let me give you my take on it real quick as a football fan obviously great right like oh man more football but i would say like the, the whole thing for me was like, all right, yeah, like football season goes by really quick, right? 16 games, blah, blah, blah. It starts and it's over. It's like, dude, adding one extra game, like what does that really do besides really give me one extra game to watch where my team could get hurt? Like, I don't know. To me, I've been hearing like it's 8-8. Eight, eight. It was like a nice round number, 16. It's like you're going to have some crazy records now, I think. I don't know, expanded playoffs. Not that I don't like it, but it's like the NFL continuing to steal the show, I think. Like literally it's just. They've always been, right, the biggest sport in America, and it's like this is them trying to prove that they're still going to be the biggest sport in America going forward, and that I think it's interesting because you hear some of this pushback from the athlete, but it's like, bro, you collectively bargain this, and you're going to be getting more money during this, TV deals, money, so it's like give and take here. If I'm going to get X, I got to give Y. Like Common things are the collective bargaining agreement, so I don't understand why – some of the players are knocking this when a lot of them agreed to it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If you agreed to it, you got to uh, kind of bite your tongue a little bit. But I, I don't really like it, honestly. Uh, I thought the 16 was great. A nice round number. 
Uh, it made the standings work well. Obviously, you know me. I'm a big stats guy, numbers guy, so it's going to be weird seeing stats being broken in a 17-game season. I wasn't alive, you know, when it went from 14 to 16, but, you know, it's going to be, it's just going to be different. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't think we'll really notice that much. It'll be one more week of football. Like you said, it flies by real quick. Yeah. These guys are getting more money, which is good. I just think it's strange. It's just way more appealing to the eye, I think, to have an even game season where you can have an 8-8 eight and eight or a 7-9, and nine, a nice even 500 record if you don't get any ties. So it is, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I guess. think it'll be interesting, though. Mm-hmm. I think it provides some serious intrigue, not only in terms of some of the standings when you look well, at Derek division Derrick Henry will games. probably break the rushing record now. Gets one more game to be 21.05. He was Good point. close. I wonder if that's – is that how it works now? Just automatically you can just break records because of the games being extra? Yeah, right? Well, I mean, no... that's how it's been in the past, right? Yeah, they're not going to just stop at 16. Yeah, it's, that's crazy, actually. Good point. Um, damn, what – oh, yeah. So let me just do this real quick because you got Final Four – for the ladies tomorrow, uh, ESPN, um, here's a couple good stats for you. So, uh, Arizona's Adia Barnes and South Carolina's Don Staley are the first two black head coaches to reach the women's Final Four in the same season. Number one, Gamecocks defeated number six, Texas, in the Elite Eight, 62-34. They have won all four of their tournament games by double digits. They will face number one seed, Stanford, following number one UConn facing number three seed Arizona. So you nearly had all four number ones in the final four. Um, so that'll be taking place tomorrow, Friday night, ESPN, 7 o'clock will be the tip of the UConn game. Men's final four, you got Houston, 67-61. They make it back for the first time since 1984. They're technically improved to 6-0 in the Elite Eight. Um, they're going to take on Baylor, who is back in the Final Four for the first time since 1950. Um, their third Elite Eight appearance, they won 81-72 over Arkansas. Davion Mitchell, I think we're all hoping for Gonzaga. Baylor, because the Zags, we all thought, maybe would get tested by USC and the Mobley brothers. That did not happen. 85-66. Um Here's a couple of interesting stats for you, too. So, they're 27 straight double-digit wins, 30-0, obviously undefeated on the season, looking to become a first undefeated-seeded team. 34 straight wins. You also go and check out this stat that I have on them, which is absolutely wild, I saw. Uh, Shout-out Mark Few, though, for real, because mm-hmm. he's been there for a while. Gonzaga becomes the first team in NCAA history to register five straight 30-win seasons. The Bulldogs haven't posted fewer than 23 wins in a single season since Mark Few became head coach in 1999. That's actually incredible. Oh, wow. Here's an interesting one, though, for it, because they are going to take on UCLA, number 11 seed, which actually they've made the most all-time appearances. Um, They, uh, what do they got? I got so many stupid notes here. Um. Anyways, they beat Michigan 51-49, really low-scoring game that night. Uh, first program in D1 history. Uh, yep, I already covered that, so I got mad notes on that. Anyways, this is what I have to ask you because I've been hearing a lot of this, and I'm all over the place. But my, Gonzaga, right? Like, they they could – if they finish this off, they're gonna. it's going to be a historic season. It's yes. crazy, right? Yes. It's unreal. It's going to be up there all the time. Mm-hmm. But is it the best? I saw this. They're, they're the 14th team to reach the Final Four unbeaten. First since 
2015 Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You go and check some of these unbeaten teams, UNLV. Yep. Uh, you got Indiana State. You got uh, or the the last team that did it was Indiana. Yeah, Indiana not Indiana. Um, so yeah, 76. Oh, yeah, so well, here's my thing: time. when you go and rank it up against like all-time teams, there there's no way they're better than those. There's no way they they might be better than a team that. Like uh, that lost in the like some of these Gonzaga teams that got there like th- before, and I think some of these teams that lost like fourteen of them entered unbeaten. We've only had we haven't had fourteen go unbeaten, so a couple of them lost like one game. I'd argue some of those teams may have arguably better. I'm not saying this is a great team. They're historically efficient offensively, unbelievable defense. Un- Gonzaga's great, but they did it in a different conference, and this is why I think this conversation is st- really interesting because. Go and look. I, I'm i super consistent with this, dude. Go and look at what I've said about, like, t- the Patriots in the AFC East. Like, no one talks about that, right? But also, go look at Coastal Carolina this past year. Wet undefeated. Wet undefeated. College football much different. But they're always going to get knocked because of the conference they're in. That's why they weren't ranked any higher. It's the same argument, in my opinion, for this. Like, incredible stuff. Not, not, not like it's not going to be mentioned. Historic. But... Best all time compared to all those others? No way. Like I, there's no way for me. Even if they finish it off, which by the way they still have to. Um, but even if they do, and I think what they've done is incredible. Like I haven't watched enough Gonzaga. I watched them a good amount in the tournament. They've beaten everybody in the tournament. Last two games, they've won four games in the tournament by 96 points, bro. Last last four games, it's just unbelievable. Like they're they're destroying teams, dominating, and they, if they could, they knock off. UCLA, they knock off whoever it is between Baylor and Houston. Hopefully Baylor, because it'll be a better game. Um, otherwise, I think they got an easy. Like if they can beat UCLA, face Houston, like they're gonna go undefeated. And if they do, they're gonna be, then be put in that category where everyone can debate on it. And I just think there's no way that you can put them above some of these other teams. Uh it's a tough argument because they're going to end up playing less games than some of these other undefeated teams have gone. How many did Indiana play when they? Nah, it'll be the same amount. Will it be the same amount? It'll be yeah. Kentucky was thirty four and zero uh, in twenty fifteen. Uh, well, yeah, well they lost, so they don't even count. But like so, that's what I'm saying. The like, only they're argument gonna get, is going they're gonna back get to, to above. Yeah, the only argument is going back to the other undefeated teams because in my opinion, like these teams may have been better or whatnot, but they didn't do it. So if Gonzaga does it, it's going to be talked about, but it's a Great argument with, you know, they play in a worse division. But like you said, Mark Few has dominated that since 1999. That's fine. But I'm talking about more like with the whole aspect of like carrying it to other sports as well. Like it should be consistent. It should be consistent. Like there's no, like it should matter that they're not doing that in the SEC. It should matter that then. To an extent. Or it should then it matter that play, Coastal you got. You play who you play. At yeah. this point, maybe they've done so well. They and should that's what I was saying. They should maybe move on, but uh, it's one of those things that you can't knock them for who they play. Um, they're a great team. Look at who they have. They have Jalen Suggs, who's going to be the number one overall pick. May- he might. He might, yeah. There's a very good chance. You have uh, Corey Kispert's going to be a first-round draft yep. pick. You have Drew Timmy dominating. Yep. He, he's might have w- worked his way up to the first round. So maybe. We'll see, yeah. First, second round. They got some still, NBA got talent, some but here's my, here's my point. They have had better rosters. They, go look at some of these Gonzaga rosters, bro. They made their Final Four. Not too many times. I think they've only made it a couple times. But that one other time they did, uh, Andre Morrison with the long hair. You remember him? Like, they got a legit squad. Uh, it's just interesting for me because if you're telling me that they could be – and that's fine. I, I agree with that take. But then 
well, why wasn't Cole so considered more? Well, cause, just because you said, because you play who you play. And it's just like when I sit here and say, dude, what the fuck? The Patriots well, have well, been saying, playing the AFCs for 20 years. It's you play who you play. Okay, then. So then that's the same thing on Gonzaga. The NCAA tournament, in my opinion, is different, though, because you end up going to a tournament of 64. The political bullshit that's behind the uh, college football playoff with those four teams, yeah. it's one of those things that needs to be take, factored in is all I'm saying. Sure, take that out of it, though. Go before the conference they play in. That should matter. They play in a weaker conference than Probably other teams. It matters, yeah, because yeah. they're not getting the recognition they deserve. Absolutely. You see other teams dominate their conferences from small markets even or small conferences, small teams. For Even in college basketball, they yeah. get a worse seed even if they only have two losses on the season. It's always been a factor of it, but I think if a team goes undefeated, you need to try to look at how great they were. Like you mentioned, all these games, they're blowing them out 96 points uh, in four games. They've won by... It's, it's something that we have to look at, and it's tough to compare eras, so... No, I agree, but mm-hmm. I think I think that's why I get mad because, and that's why I think college basketball is so much better. And that's all I think it's interesting with the NCA under investigation with the Supreme Court right now. And like I've been hearing a bunch of stuff: amateurism, payment, stalemate, blah blah blah. Like who knows? Like you're gonna get a good amount out of this, so we'll just have to wait and see mm-hmm. before we cover that. Uh, okay, I think I got through most of the notes I had, which was other than that, uh, this, which is. Um, so it's MLB opening day. Let's get out of here and some MLB. We've been watching it. We've been talking it. Obviously, you're hyped to have it back. Um, I need to look at this. So, wait. You guys won the World Series in 1988? Mets, 1986. Okay. And 69. You can ask me any team. I'll tell you when they won their last one. Yeah, I know. You're a psycho. Um, yeah. So, this is a good one. So... I saw Theo Epstein. You, I hope you saw this. He talked about, quote, moving the mound back. Um, we've talked about a little bit on the pod. Strikeouts um, being a problem. Changing the field, dimensions of the field. Um, going back 15 years ago, so 2005, average fastball was 90.1. Looking at it now, it's 93.2. Um, strikeouts to hits was, in 2005, plus 13,000. 15 years later, you got minus 1,100. So nearly 15,000 difference there. Um, curious of what you think of all this. Because I, I really don't understand all this. <laughs> um, I think moving the mound back is a bad decision. They lowered the mound back in nineteen in the late 1960s. Was it Bob Gibson's 1968 where he had a 1.12 ERA? Yeah. Pitching was just so unfair. They lowered it. Moving it back is going to change reaction time. It's going to do a lot. It's going to sh- put strain on pitchers' arms. What I think the big problem here is with the use of analytics in the game. Yeah. Uh, the shift we talked has about become this, yeah. so big that um, it's, it's a problem. And one thing that's really drives me crazy is the people who sit there and say, oh, just hit it past the shift. Hit it the other way. Are you seeing what these guys are throwing now? You just mentioned average fastball velocity. These guys are throwing. If you go look at what yeah, Emmanuel Clase did two got days 91 ago, ninety-one mile per hour sliders. Exactly. Jacob Degrom can touch ninety-four with his. Yeah. He's throwing a hundred and two mile per hour fastball. Emmanuel yeah. Clase threw a one hundred and two mile per no, hour. I agree. But do yesterday. you think moving the mound tough. back helps the hitters? No, I don't think. I mean, it would help the hitters in a sense, but it would hurt the pitchers way too much. I think what you need to do, they're trying it out in the minors this year. I think this is a good idea. You need to limit shifting to a sense because with the uh, vast, like, bump in shifts, guys have changed the way they hit, especially with the way guys are pitching and how hard they throw and the cut they have. 
They've changed it so it's launch angle. They're trying to hit home runs. If you have to keep two defenders on each side of second base, you could shift guys, but the farthest you could put is a guy like directly behind second base. That way you take away having a guy standing in short right outfield because you can't hit it over the shift most times. Yep. You, you have to hit it over the wall to beat the shift. Yeah. And that's the problem with the game now. It's become so boring because these games take so long because guys sit there and wait for the perfect pitch to try to hit a home run or walk or strike out, and there's no action. And that's what makes baseball boring. Yes, home runs are cool, but when it's just a home run for pretty much every run, I think that's when it becomes a problem. There's yeah, more to the game yeah. than just home runs. Home runs are great. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Well, guys, I don't we'll think that's We'll have to see how happen. it goes, you know. Hopefully, I know we've talked about it a oh, little bit. Okay. They, they so, deadened the baseball a little bit, so hopefully the ball gets It was the Dodgers that won it in 1988, or hadn't won it since 1988, yep. and obviously they won it last year, so they're looking to repeat this year. You think they can? Yeah, the Dodgers can certainly repeat with the roster they put together. Uh, they made some good moves, obviously brought in Trevor Bauer. They re-signed Blake Trinan, which is huge. Yeah. Uh, they made some very good moves, and they're certainly a. I think the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers. If they could repeat, that'd be crazy. Think, but they yeah, got a stacked such a long roster, season, bro. Like we I told about, you, they got yeah. a stacked roster, bro. It's like almost unfair. That's what the whole bullshit with me for the long season. Um, so yeah, you got MLB opening day, obviously, of your baseball head. This is a, we had a really good conversation today. Um, you know, I heard them talking about this this morning. Uh, shout out Pedro Gomez, which mm-hmm. we shout out on the pod. Um. You know, it's obviously the first MLB without him. Just just wild, bro. Like, yeah, I'm like, damn. Loss. Like, no Pedro Gomez. Like, it's... This is the type of shit that messes me But up. you know what? There's a game going on in Colorado. The sun is shining. It's a 2-2 ball game. The stars are playing. And True. It's the way he'd want it to be. So we got to enjoy the game just like he does. Yeah, you got to keep that positivity up. Good point. Absolutely. Keep me up. Keep me up. Mm-hmm. Uh... Okay, so yeah, we talked a little Mets. I want to get into some predictions if you have any, but we talk, I think I've asked you this before, but I think now we got to bring this up again with the Mets being where they're at, even though they're not having their game, which I'm definitely pissed about. But Steve Cohen talking about winning a World Series within five years or he's going to be mad, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's very interesting. I think that's extremely interesting. Um, he did a Q&A the other day. I just uh, want to know. Like, do you, like, just let, he as non-biased as possible. Quote. He said this about that quote, and I think it's perfect, really. Because, <laughs> like, uh, it, it was brought up to him, and he kind of laughed. And he goes, like, honestly, like, of course that's what I want. What do you, what do you want me to say? Do you want to wait 10 years to win a championship? No, I want to win it this year. But, like, you know, I figured I'd give a timeline or something. Yeah, I can respect um, that. And, you know, I agree with him kind of just, like, it would be great to win a World Series in three to five years. That means you're a competitive team, and they've made some moves to be competitive. Obviously, a lot of things need to shake out to win a World Series, but I'm ec- ecstatic, man. I mean, you have an owner who wants to win, and he's shown it so far in the short term. And moves sure. like this that they just did, and he's talked about going over the luxury tax. Another quote he had with that in that interview was, if I'm going to go over the luxury tax or our team is going over the luxury tax, we're not going over by just a little bit because there's no point. If you're going to go over, we're going to exceed it by a lot because then you're actually making huge upgrades to the team. So I thought that was very interesting. Uh, It's great to see. And now you know as a team, you know, we're not going to be getting – if it comes to the trade deadline and we're in it or the all-star break and we need someone, the team is way more willing to go out and get them and also spend top dollar so you don't have to give up as much. So it's very exciting to see. Whole season has to play out. They've set themselves up pretty well. Hopefully it will be a fun year. Yeah, dude. I mean, tough start, though. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Yeah, it is It is what it is, but I'm looking positive, so. 
Who yeah. are your projections? Who you got winning uh, AL and NL MVP? I already said it uh, on the pod the other day. You must have not have listened. I got uh, my guy Tatis, and I got sleeper Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani in the AL. I like it. I like it. If he can dominate on the mound, too, <laughs> I think he has a good chance. I'm going to go in the NL. I think it's going to be a Bryce Harper year. I picked him last year. He started off hot, faltered a little bit. I think he's going to have a big bounce back year. And then the AL, how can you bet against anyone not named Mike Trout? So I'm going to go Trout over a full 162. Yeah. Who you got winning AL and NL Cy Youngs? Oh, yeah. You already, you already, uh, I knew this was going to happen. I don't know enough pitchers. I got, I'll take your guy to Grom in the NF, in the NL, but mm-hmm. I don't know enough in the AL because I don't think it's going to be Jared Cole. And that's who everyone's going to take. Hell yeah, Garrett, uh, but I love how you said Jared. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think, like, bro, because Blake Snell, I would have picked, but he's on my Padres now, so I can't pick him. Uh, Lucas Giolito for the White Sox is getting a lot of buzz. So. Yeah, I like the White Sox. Tim Anderson's my yeah. guy. All right, yeah, I can, I can roll with that. What else? What else? Who else is in the AL that could even win this thing? Uh, Shane Bieber won it last year. He lost today. He gave up three earned runs, but he struck out 12. Looked, you know, that was the Normal. snow game. So, Look, no, yeah. yeah, the uh, snow game. Exactly, That's wild. Yeah. yeah, oh, my God. Um, Baseball, the snow. Like, what are we doing? Yep. Lance Lynn also <laughs> is a kind of a good sleeper pick for the White Sox, too. They got two good guys there, so... I think for my picks, obviously, you know I'm riding with my dude DeGrom. Uh, I'd be crazy to pick against him. Yeah. Um, so that's my pick. I think he would have won it last year if it was a full season instead of 12 games, but that's an argument for another day. Yeah. And um, as far as the AL goes. Uh, Ooh, I got some good stuff here, too. It's tough. I'm not, I'm not sure. Part of me leans Garrett Cole, but then I feel like he's just going to give up too many home runs. <laughs> I'm going to go Sleeper. I'm going to go Lance Lynn. I'm going to roll with Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. Yep. And then I think for the AL Rookie of the Year, the Met prospect that was traded away for Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz will be called up in three weeks, Jared Kelenic, and I think he's going to light the league on fire. Yeah. NL, it's got to be Cabrian Hayes, nasty third baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hit um, a home run today. This is something I think is funny, though. Have you been following any of this, like, pro day and, like, draft stuff in the NFL? Because, obviously, it's coming up. Yeah, pay attention a little bit, and it's all over TV. Yeah, like, obviously, the quarterbacks, like, Justin Fields. I think I'm the best quarterback in this draft. Okay, like, I don't knock you for saying that, but, like, come on, man. Um, Like, Kyle Pitt's going to be the best of all time. He might, but, like, isn't that what everyone's saying? Um, It's just funny because, you know, you got to respect the fact that Trevor Lawrence is out here showing some love to Justin Fields and then you gotta respect also the fact that when you go and look at some of these headlines and some of these pro days before you I just want to read a couple of these to you LSU's Russell puts on an impressive show for scouts at pro day Paxton Lynch flashes arm strength at windy pro day Mm -hmm. experts heap praise on Dwayne Haskins after pro day Johnny Manziel of Texas A&M Aggies dazzles at Pro Day. 2014 NFL Draft, Blake Bortles shines at Pro Day. You know Let what? me just say something to you, Chew, and this is interesting. QBs selected in the top 10 since 2010. If a decade goes by, I think that's a valid trend. Yep. I'll agree on my with my guy Colin on that one. You look at quarterbacks that have been drafted in the top 10 since 2010. 
It's 23 guys, Chu. I'd say there's maybe five or six. You're like, yep, lock. This dude's legit. And by the way, Daniel Jones and uh, your guy, Drew Locke, is not in that because he wasn't a top 10 guy. But I would, of course, not even be able to put Daniel Jones in that category yet. And you know that I'm a big Giants guy. But clearly, that would just be ignorant. Um, Andrew Luck, clearly. But he's not in the league anymore. Robert Griffin III, no. Ryan Tannehill. Robert Griffin III, I'd say yes until his knee broke down his rookie year. He lit the league on fire. So one year, though? Yeah, but his body broke down. On Cam Newton, Cam Newton, we'd give, but yeah, he's been not looking great. Yeah, but only because he made his Super Bowl and won an MVP. There you go. Most Jake Locker, nope. Blaine Gabbert, nope. Sam Bradford, yeah, kind of like. <laughs> no. Josh player. Rosen, no. no. Mitchell Trubisky, no. We'll have to we'll see, have but to no, see, yeah. but no. Matt Pat Mahomes, Duh. clear. Jared Goff. Time will tell, I think, with that. Carson Wentz? Time will tell with that. Jameis Winston? Time will tell with that. Marcus Mariota? It's tough. These are all so early. Blake Bortles? No. Joe Burrow? Time will tell. Tua? Time will tell. Justin Herbert? Looks very good. Kyler Murray? Looks very good. Daniel Jones? Uh, like Baker Mayfield? Looks pretty good. Sam Darnold? Uh, looks bad. But Josh Allen's the last one. I think yeah, Josh Allen's a guy you you yeah. uh, think it would be five or six legit out of those. It's not many. Yeah, that's the point. Well, you know what's funny. You know what's gonna happen? They're talking about ones? four quarterbacks, first four picks. You know what might happen, Chu? Two of those guys will turn into a Love list it. of those yep. guys. Yep. Here, I got something funny for you because that kind of reminded me. <laughs> I saw this the other day on uh, Instagram, and it just goes to show how like these projections and stuff mean nothing. This so is dumb. an ESPN. Magazine cover, and it says Chase Daniel might win the Heisman. His backup, Chase Patton, could win the Super Bowl. Crazy. Like, it's just crazy. People just say whatever they want to say, Unreal. and things can happen. I think, uh, I forget who it was and who they were talking about with the pro day, but it's you can't look too much into it, and it's more about how the measurables stack up about, uh, with the tape, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what it really comes down to, and way too much gets put into these guys, and Certain guys fall because they have bad pro days. Other guys shoot up, and then they end up doing nothing in the league, like you said, a bunch of those guys' names. So crazy. It needs to be, uh, I don't know, the judgment on that is crazy with way too much invested in a pro day. I mean, you're not even throwing with pads on. It doesn't matter. It's literally wild, but if I, if you had, I think we could all presume that anybody that comes on my podcast, including myself, thinks Trevor Lawrence will be the best in this draft class. Maybe you don't. I don't know, but I think he will. Um, yep. who do you got as a second? Who do you got as a second QB? Because that's what everything's thrown around that right now. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. I mean, like, if you think there's gonna be one other guy to hit, because the numbers say only one other of these guys is gonna hit. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think is gonna be to put you on the spot? Because I honestly do think that it could be Mac Jones. I do too. I was going to say too. And it doesn't sound like it it could be him because like, oh, he's not the fastest or whatever. Like, but he reminds me of that guy that like could be Justin Herbert, the guy last year that no one was talking about besides myself and a few other people that went out and broke every rookie record behind the worst offensive line rated by pro football focus in the past 20 years. Obviously you have Trevor Lawrence. I think, I mean, Justin Fields has been the number two quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence forever. 
And my biggest thing with him that I was afraid of was his size and if he would get hurt. But he showed up to his pro day with like 25 pounds of muscle packed on. So if he could stay healthy, I think he's going to be nasty He played too. in a game with broken ribs. I know, yeah. He's a, he's a savage. I think Mac Jones has a little bit more of the, you know, you don't see it at the pro day type stuff. And kind of, you know, he doesn't, he kind of has more of like the Tom Brady figure when you look at it. Whether it's like, oh, it's not a crazy prototypical quarterback. But you saw what he did. He backed up guys for a couple years, came in when he was injured shined in the spotlight, took over, did his thing, and I think that says a lot about I do think it's, like, little interesting stuff, though, where, like, I saw this... best quarterback years ever. I saw this where Mac Jones had a really bad overthrow on a deep ball, and they, like, turned to Bill Belichick, and he was, like, shaking his head, and it's like, oh, man, look. Like, Mm -hmm. Bill's out on him. But, like, that maybe could be exactly what Bill wants everyone to think. It's just... You know what I'm saying? It's all these little things that, like, nobody, like, really, like, puts into perspective. Like, I saw... Uh, Adam Scheffner tweet today after I just saw that there's rumors of obviously Sam Darnold going all over the place, right? Because he might get moved with the number Jets one and a quarterback yeah. of the number two pick. I saw he might get bring in at New York. Total rumor. Then I also saw a post today by Adam Scheffner that has season ticket holders for Jets in 2021 Sam Darnold plastered all over. So. You're either gonna have to change that when when something happens, which okay. Well, I think, but I like, think why would you do that well, if if you say, didn't? You know what me, I'm saying? No, though let me get it's like that. weird I, stuff. I think I have an answer for that though, because you saw what happened before Dak was signed and all that, and it became such a big thing. And obviously, New York's a big media market. Excitement happening with the Jets with the new coach and all that. We don't know what's gonna happen. I think they were just playing their cards safe. You know, we'll put them in there. If we have to change it, we have to change it. We have the backup one already made. You yeah. know. With who we're going to draft. But it's just point. trying to be smart with it so you don't have a whole Dallas fiasco where it's really nothing. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But, like, we've seen a lot of that Dallas fiasco stuff. Like, Seattle, Russell Wilson stuff in which they're signing guys. Doesn't seem like they're getting rid of Russell Wilson. And I hope they don't. that was something I was certainly right about. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, just a quick shout-out to... Of the 14.7 million men's brackets filled out, shout out to the 2,873 of you who nailed the final four. That's .0002%. Looking forward to watching not only the women's final four, but men's final four as well. Uh, Let's see. Pretty much got everything, unless you got anything else, my guy, Chew. I got birthdays. That's always clutch. Oh, let me let me just ask you real quick because you got 2021 20, Final Four teams, total national championships. This is what I had again. UCLA is 111, obviously. John Wooden years, he's got nine, I think. Gonzaga, Baylor, and Houston combined for zero. Yep. Who you got winning in the men's? Um, if you could pick right now. I think I'm going to end up going with Gonzaga. I was against them. I was picking Michigan, but Michigan lost. I was kind of riding, hoping my mom's team would win. Yep. But with actually watching Gonzaga and how good they are, I just think the only team that potentially has a chance to beat them, well, you can't knock off UCLA with their run yet, yep. but I think it's about to come to an end. Um, I think Baylor, like you mentioned, would be the best matchup, but at the end of the day, I think this Gonzaga team is too good. Just looking at the... Uh... Yeah, I I think it's tough to pick against them right now, but I'm kind of hoping it's Gonzaga Baylor, and if it is, I think Baylor, Baylor has a chance, dude. Davion Mitchell's games. legit. They haven't won. They haven't been there since 1950. I mean, it's just plenty of good storylines. Yeah. I think that'll be a legit game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2021 mock draft. Cade Cunningham projected to go number one. He did declare for the draft today. Evan Mobley number two. Jalen Suggs number three to the Rockets. Currently, Jalen Green number four to the Magic. Jonathan Kaminga, number five to the Cavs. Scotty Barnes, 
number six to the Kings. Moses Moody, number eight to the Thunder. Corey Kispert, nine to the Pels. And James Booknight crack in the top ten after announcing he's going to enter the draft to the Hawks. Just a few updates before we get out of here. Chew's got birthdays. Let's get them, Chew. All right. What so we got? We got a, we got a good one. Whose birthday is today. it? So let me go through here. Whose birthday is it today? Who we got. Let's see. It's not mine. Starting it off, Bo Schembechler Jr., yep. American Football College Hall of Fame uh, tackle for Miami, also coach for Michigan. Um, had 234 career wins. Let's see. Phil Negro, unfortunately, passed away last year. A Hall of Fame pitcher for the Braves, knuckleballer, which is pretty cool. He threw a no-hitter in 1973. I believe he hit a home run on his first at-bat as a pitcher and then never hit one ever again in his career, so fun little nugget there. Rusty Staub, who is a beloved Met redhead, uh, great leader for the team, played for the team in the 70s and stuff, some good teams and bad teams. Um He's the only player in MLB history with 500 hits with four different teams, which is a cool little nugget. Um, Let's see. Wow. All right. We we got Kevin Duckworth, an American basketball center. I've always remembered him because his jumper preset in 2K is something like Sean Marion, which is kind of funny. Nice. Um, We got Hall of Fame basketball player guard Mark Jackson. Wow. Yep. So, happy birthday to him. And then let me see if we got anyone else down towards the bottom. That's pretty elite. It's it's a good list. I do remember the Mark Jackson shout-out from last year. Oh, yep. We did have one, one more, which is sad. Unfortunately, he would have turned 38 today. But unfortunately, he was murdered in his home uh, over when he was sitting out with an injury around Thanksgiving time in 2007, Sean Taylor. And then we have the Lopez twins, Brooke and Robin Lopez. Oh, we definitely did a pod yeah. on it yeah. first before. Yep. Yep. This is what's funny. We're going to find out along the way when we've done podcasts on the same day. We've already when done a couple, I've noticed. When you're definitely here. That actually is pretty dope. Okay, uh, a couple cool things for you. Oh, get out. Get out. All right, come on. So I was going to say that the Dodgers were down 4-2 in the 6, but they could be coming back. Uh, the Yankees, though, they lost 3-2 to the Blue Jays today. First game, I think, of opening day. They haven't been to the World Series in 11 straight seasons. Longest streak yeah, for them all time. Um, what's good? You think the Yankees will be any good? Yeah, I mean, the Yankees are always very good. Uh, try and take my, you know. Is it wild if I think the really Sox good. are better than the Yankees this year? It's yeah. not even possible. Yeah, no, that's a terrible. It's not even possible? Yeah, no, the, the Sox have... But, they like, the Blue Jays could be? Potentially, but they haven't done anything. The Yankees actually have a history of winning and doing well, making the playoffs. So it's like Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Orioles, if I remind, yeah. remember correctly. Like, that's they the division. Rays. We got to throw the Rays in there right around with the Blue Jays. Copy that. Yep. Um, so we'll see. I mean, the Yankees are good. They've had a lot of injuries. They had a couple more injuries. Is that what it is? Five teams in each yeah, division five, in a MLB? Yep. Three divisions each league. Five teams. 30 in each. teams. Yep. So we'll have to see. Learn uh, something the reason new every they day. lost was, um, you know, that stupid rule, runner starting on second base in the 10th. I don't know why they got rid of the universal DH but decided to keep that rule this year. Uh, pretty stupid in my opinion, but Classic it is MLB. what it is. And, yeah. I Classic believe, MLB. 
Let's see. The Tigers started off hot. They got Ooh, a win the over Phillies. the Indians. So. Two to two to the Braves right now in the eighth. Yeah. Oh, that I wanted to give a shout out. Wasn't a huge fan of him, but after using him more in MLB The Show, I start to like him a little more. The Kung Fu Panda, Pablo Sandoval, is still playing. Oh, my God. He's riding hard on the bench. He plays for the Braves now, was chilling for a while, and hit a game-tying home run off Aaron Nola in the eighth, and he's chilling in his comfy jacket again. That's so, actually wild. Pretty pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, his career has played out a little bit longer than I thought it would after. You know what I think is also wild that I've been seeing a lot with these pro days because there's no NFL combine, and keep in mind, all the stuff I'm telling you right now is unofficial because it's separate from the NFL Combine. I mean, you got dudes putting up crazy 40 times, crazy verticals and broad jumps. How much are you going to be able to read into that, bro, if it's not official? Like, if you're telling me it's not official, then why are you even tell me what they got? It's just... I don't really get that right now with the NFL. Well, I guess in theory, there's going to be tape on all of that, so at least you'll be able to watch the tape. Yeah, I mean, like, Jamar Chase, 41-inch vertical, 11-foot broad jump. Uh... 40 and a half inch vertical for DK Metcalf, 11 foot, two inch broad jump to put that into perspective. Uh, you got guys, wide receiver Rondell Moore, 4.2940, Tyreek Hill at a 4.2940. We also saw a linebacker put up a 4.3940 and a 4.3840, which we saw an NFL record by uh, Shaquem Griffin, I believe it was two years ago at the combine. Um, how much can you read into that? Like, how much can you put into like dudes that are like literally breaking records and putting up Tyree well, kill gonna, speed? They're, they're not going to count like, because these, like you said, are unofficial times. I think if there is tape of them running it and you're able to see it, or you had people there to see it with their own eyes, you know, you can tell who's fast. It doesn't really matter what the exact time is. Fast is fast. You were? Did you come by? Yeah, you came by Monday for a pod. Yeah. So we touched on the NBA or the NFL trades. With the Niners, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Dolphins we and Eagles. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yep, Dolphins too. basically turning their former left tackle Laramie Tunsil, who they traded to Houston, yep. into four first-round picks and a third-round pick. Incredible. And also, the Dolphins then moved up to six from twelve. Eagles traded their sixth to the Dolphins for number twelve and their twenty-two first-round. Teams also swapped mid-rounds. Uh, that's, that's remarkable stuff by the Dolphins. Also, yeah, in the 2020 NFL draft, the first 12 picks were made by the original team. Three of the first 12 picks in the 2021 draft changed hands in one, one day. Just to put that, that into perspective. Crazy. And, you never and there might be some more. Draft, yeah. Obviously, we did make it to April though, not April Fools. It's April. Uh, hopefully it starts warming up, but... We're talking less than a month away. Yeah, we're talking a week away from the Masters. We're talking yeah. Final Four plus NCAA. I mean, you're talking great time of year. Baseball back yeah. on. Hopefully the Mets Basketball, are playing. Yeah. NBA playoffs right around the corner playing. It's going to be fire, bro. Much love for coming through for the Absolutely. emergency pod today. That was fire. Good uh, stuff. Yeah. Always good Always seeing you. Thanks Always good catching me. up. I'm sure we'll do it again hopefully soon. You're back to work soon, right? Yep. I'll be back to work Big soon. Big botch. So. Tell him I said hello, as always. Uh, well, he was asking about to you, you the other day. That's so. all I have for the airwaves today. Appreciate all listening, as always. And as always, tell no shame what I had to say. It's the man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody, peace and love. Stay safe out there. You're listening to Seggy Station. Peace out, people.